Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 364. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast right after this. Got some fun stuff to get to today, including a, a movie preview draft that we'll be getting to uh, later in the show. Let's start things off with, uh, we're going to discuss Paramount Plus and uh, their potential next move. Yeah, so I think we reported uh, that Viacom, CBS, whatever you want to call that whole corporation, uh, is looking to be bought. and They have some offers, uh, nothing's happened yet. Uh, but here's a potential move that maybe uh, could be the first step towards another sale. But uh, Paramount Plus and Peacock could potentially merge. So that's Paramount Plus is, is Viacom's streaming service and Peacock is the universal streaming service. And they're kind of the, the losers, I'd say, of uh, all the all the services, even though there's good stuff on them. Um, but they're they're cheaper, I think, than the other ones, and they just don't have as much stuff. I have it for um, free, and I find I'm barely on there. Yeah, there's just not as much, and I think they're 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 newer than the other ones, so it's just they're kind of in last place. Uh, so I think if they team up, that might help them. They'll probably still be in last place, but I think it'll be an easier buy if, say, rather than Peacock, I think it's like five bucks a month and on sale, and maybe eight bucks a month off sale and. You know, Paramount is five bucks without Showtime, and if you just put it all together and say it's fifteen dollars a month, and that's still cheaper than Netflix and and uh, you know Hulu plus Disney and that kind of stuff, and there'd be a lot of stuff there if you you add all of their content together. Uh, that could be something that people maybe don't want to miss. That you can watch Taylor all the, Sheridan stuff. Yeah, all the Taylor Sheridan stuff with with The Office and whatever uh, other Peacock things that Tom Cruise uh, movies. Yeah, that's on Paramount, of course. The um, um, Mission Impossible and stuff. There's quiet places on there. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff. I mean, Are you afraid of the dark? Of course, we saw we saw during the Super Bowl they had their commercial that they've done for the last like five years with all the different Paramount properties. I think uh, this year they had Hey Arnold and uh, I don't remember someone else, but Hey Dude, not Hey Dude. They're not really advertising that one. Oh, they, I, that's probably on the service too. It's part of Nickelodeon. Collaterals on there. Yeah. Well, it's just one of those movies that just rotates. Ariel Ireland. Okay. So I I think they have all the Smithsonian stuff. Maybe, yeah. So that's huge. Andy and Tony, Tony specifically, they have Orphan First Kill and Smile. Smile's good. Smile's, I still think, is one of the scarier movies I've seen. We'll get Smile, too. uh, Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Tony, you see that? I have not seen Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby, but I've heard of it. Mark your calendar for this October to watch that one. That'll jack you up. Sean, you know me. I can watch these horror movies whenever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I want you to get in the mood. It'll, it'll add I'm to the I'm always in the mood. It's, it's horror season, spooky season 24-7 where I'm from. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, yeah, one of I my, think what's, this... I was going to say Tony. really quick, one of my uh, what I've been watching is actually <laughs> was a horror movie, Ooh. so that's a preview. That's what I'm saying. All right. Even in the month of love, I still find horror. Hey, we all do, Tony. We all do. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um, I think this is smart. I think it, again, there's too many cooks in the kitchen, so to speak, when it comes to streaming. Um, we need to go back to, you know, how streaming was 10 years ago where there was like three of them. And like, remember when HBO announced like, hey, guys, 
you don't have to have a cable anymore. Like you could cut the cord, HBO Go, and you can watch The Sopranos in the airport. Like that was breathtaking. And now it's like, well, if you want to watch these housewives fight uh, at at the airport uh, while you're waiting for your plane, you can do that. It's like, yeah. Yeah, good, good, good poll there. The Housewives on Peacock, you know, all the Bravo stuff. So that's yeah. another. I, I mean, yeah. everything is streaming. So um, I, I think it's wise. Um, and this one doesn't. It bugged me when uh, Amazon Prime bought MGM. Just I don't know. It, it you need a palate cleanser to think about that. It's kind of gross. Like MGM is like the original movie company. Yeah, it, it's a sacred thing and. Here's a company that started by selling books and now they sell you everything. They're basically crack for people. Uh, I don't know. It, it rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind Peacock acquiring them or Apple even. It'd make them more valuable because um, I'm I'm basically just holding out for Napoleon, which is delayed, by the way. I don't know if I've spoken about that since I have, I've learned March 1st now. It was supposed I don't to be think it was this. delayed. <laughs> it's delayed. Uh, the internet world speculated it would have been this last Friday that it just happened. I even I, I said on here, I was like, I might even take the day off of work. Well, maybe March 1st I'll take the day off of work yeah. so I can watch that. Because uh, there's nothing else. I started watching season three of the morning show and I couldn't do it. Um, I forgot they did the COVID thing and... Now they're talking about like actual events that are going like happened in our lives. And it's like, no, dude, like knock it off. Like, yeah, I was lost when they're like COVID this girl. She might die. It's like, no, she's a 40 year old woman or how old she ever, you know, Jennifer Ann's supposed to be in the show. I don't know. Cause I think in real life, she's like 50 something or whatever, but it's like, no, that's not how it's going to go. But that was the storyline. They tried to take it. So. That could be a good move for them, but yeah, I hope it doesn't end up at a place that makes me mad. I don't I don't think anyone... I don't know. Maybe a place would make me mad. I'd have to think about that some more. Well, we spoke about Taylor Sheridan, and now we're going to talk about Landman. Billy Bob. Yeah. So another show, I think it was previously announced, because I remember the Billy Bob part of it, uh, but I guess an update to one of his upcoming projects. Uh, Landman... Uh, I believe they're, out, they're saying it's going to come in 2025. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Demi Moore, uh, and John Hamm, the new edition. So uh, John Hamm and Billy Bob Thornton both played uh, villains in Seasons of Fargo. So that's that's a nice little connection there. But, uh, you know, I trust Taylor Sheridan to use both those actors. I feel like he he's just picking guys he likes. He's like, you know, I haven't seen McConaughey in a while. Let's get him in something, you know. And same thing with, with Costner. Um I don't know, Jeremy Renner, he's like, I think he could be a mayor, right? Let's get him yeah. in here. And then, you know. He, you know what's uh, also cool, though, and- is the, you know, second team and how they he just kind of, like every person does, Scorsese does it, uh, Christopher Nolan does it. But so James Jordan, he's in most of his shows. He's livestock agent in Yellowstone. He's in 1883 as the chef. He's in Mayor of Kingstown. He's in uh, Lioness. Uh, he's gonna be in. in was that a was the Stallone one a Sheridan or is that just was that a different thing? It was, but I, I think he was mostly just kind of attached to it. I don't think he yeah. like, directed anything or. But yeah, it was a. a I mean, Paramount Network is Taylor yeah, Sheridan owns it. Network, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Fast Reeves. I, I also Fast Reeves. I haven't finished, but I'm enjoying it. 
But I'm watching it very slowly. And I think they said the future of that series is going to be Lawman colon somebody else. And it's like, okay, yeah, just keep That's doing neat. it. Pop them out. Yeah. It's certainly cool. Um, it's basically like the Mandalorian just in real life and <laughs> yeah. actual history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the Mandalorian is basically a Western just in space. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. So, all right. Well, I'm excited about that. And there's still... I don't even know at this point if Yellowstone's due back at November or not. I think the writer strike delayed it and the actor strike, but we'll get to see that conclude eventually. I did hear the Matthew McConaughey spinoff of Yellowstone. There's some step setbacks. Um, Beth, Jamie, and Casey, who I believe all three of them are supposed, or not Casey, maybe, uh, but Rip, uh, who are supposed to be in that one are saying you're going to pay us oh, if yeah. we're going to be in that one. So that might be delayed. And also Matthew McConaughey was, he might fall off the pro- project because it's been so delayed and they haven't done anything yet. So yeah, a lot of stuff going on with that guy, uh, but a lot of fun stuff. All right, Andy, talk about Amo Saddam. <laughs> I, Did I write yeah, that down right? Yeah, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Amo Saddam? Saddam. Um, but it's a, a new new project announced this week, um, directed by Johan Renk, who has uh, got a new movie coming out like in a couple weeks, the Adam Sandler space movie I think we talked about earlier. Um, he's also the director of uh, Chernobyl, the, the HBO miniseries. Um, so this is uh, going to be about uh, Saddam Hussein in prison, his last days, and in like him and this prison guard played by... Uh, Barry Keoghan, who was uh, who was in uh, Chernobyl in the, the the craziest episode. Remember, he's the he's the one who had to kill the dogs. Remember that crazy episode? Uh, uh, I would have to go back. I certainly don't yeah. remember him in it. But I he kind was. Of, it was a one very familiar. Yeah, just one episode. They had to go out and like shoot the dogs that were affected by the radiation because otherwise How they're going to go out. How long was that show? Like eight years. Uh, Twenty nineteen. Yeah, it's five years ago. Uh, but yeah, so they'd worked together before, but. Um, yeah, I feel like that's interesting. We haven't seen, we still haven't had a ton of movies from that era. Like, there's so many Vietnam movies, but like, there's a lot more to explore, I think, of those wars and everything. It seems like there's a lot, but but they're all kind of the same. It's always about someone who has trauma and, you know, Bradley Cooper is sad and, and then Jeremy Renner's also sad. And then, Lone yeah. Survivor. I'm sad. Uh, (laughs) Well, Lone Survivor was just cool. They were, they didn't, they weren't sad. They were just... Killing people and shit. I mean, yeah, any movie with, uh, what's his name? Anthony Kitch. What's his first name? Anthony. Taylor Kitch. Savages. Taylor yeah, Kitch. Taylor. Yeah. Close. Mm-hmm. I'm into this. Um, could also see this being a play with Larry David. Yeah. Okay. You know, the the back and forth, <laughs> He's he's got a one-on-one conversation with Saddam Hussein. Yeah, I'm just picturing like like how many movies has Saddam Hussein been in? I'm thinking of Hot Shots too. Remember that? He was in The Simpsons. <laughs> Tony, can you verify? Uh, who I'm was sure this again? Was Saddam. Oh yeah, I think he was that... of course in a uh, well, South Krusty, Park a lot. Yeah. Krusty the Clown goes and does a you know a thing in uh, yeah. in the Middle East, and he's like Saddam and Hussein more like so goddamn insane or something like that. Oh, and yeah. they uh, he's, are he's mad. Definitely. All right, uh, Bart's attached to him. Okay, Bart. Yeah, there's definitely some 
Saddam Hussein episode with the Simpsons. There's even a t-shirt here with Bart pretending to like choke him and it says, mess with the best, die like the oh rest. That seems like a, somebody made that themselves. Yeah, an uber patriotic. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I imagine this is next year at, at, at the best, right? Yeah, it's just being announced now. Okay. Now Barry is a huge star. Oh, yeah. All right, uh, Fantastic Four. Can this uh, be successful? Well, they've been waiting for it because this is the MCU, or the, the MCU has finally gotten the rights, you know, to that Fantastic Four. They made those movies 20 years ago with, uh, you know, like Michael Chiklis. And stuff. That was perfect timing for us children to watch it, but it's like... I never watched go- oh, any don't. of those. Come on, they had the Capri Sun guy in it? I Yeah, the Silver Surfer. I never yeah. watched those. You don't surprising, need to lie, but I, ne- we I never. We probably saw did. that in I theaters together. Who did I but, see that with? If you weren't there, I don't know. But I mean, of course, Chris Evans was in it, and he ended up being like a real superhero in Captain America. Like five years later, yeah, had a great career out of it. He's um, lived the, three lives because <laughs> yeah. I, he he shouldn't have gone on after making the perfect score. Yet I, his I, charisma allowed him to. I saw a, a little thing on Instagram the other day too that showed him in that scene in a. Not another teen movie where he's just got like the the Sunday or whatever. Oh, yeah, like we've talked about it before. Yeah, like on it, like and it and then the caption was like, "This is my Captain America," and it's just him with just the whipped cream over his dong, and like then you got like the banana, and he's like, "I thought you wanted a banana split or whatever." That movie's great. I love that movie. I I'm thinking of the line. He's like, "Oh, she can't be attractive. She has glasses and ponytail." <laughs> Yeah, he's like gross, and then like they're, he's like, oh, you mean the Siamese twins or whatever? He's like, no, no, much worse. <laughs> it's like a pretty attractive girl, but she's got glasses on and a ponytail. It's pretty funny. And then of course when he's singing, Janie's got a gun, and then they all freak out. She's got a gun. That was ahead of its time. That was. That was a great flick. Great comedy. Is that a '90s movie or when did that come out? I feel like it came out like 2001. I think, I think it was 2001. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely after Scary Movie. Yeah, it was after two. It was very early 2000s. Um, but anyways, back to Fantastic Four yeah. here. Uh, been very anticipated. Like, when are they going to finally do this? Big they, cast: they announced, Vanessa Kirby, Pedro yeah, Pascal. So they finally announced the cast, which has been rumored. A lot of people have been rumored. Uh, so Pedro Pascal is playing Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic. Um, some people are a little disappointed. He's you know he's already 50. He's playing this this important character, but you know, he, like last time we made a Fantastic Four movie, it was a uh, uh, Miles Teller who's a uh, you know a, a bit younger than uh, Pedro really? Pascal. Yeah, they made one that was a huge flop, um, mm. like six years ago, seven oh, years ago, twenty fifteen. Yeah, never with uh, never, Ma- Michael I mean, B. Yeah. Jordan. Oh, Michael it's, Jordan. It's, it? I've seen <laughs> Michael. I've B. seen that Jordan. one. Yeah, I've seen that one, and it is really bad and Kate boring, Mara? and it killed. It killed that director's career. No, I have the uh, the Jessica Alba one. Yeah, that's about. the one people think of. Yeah, two thousand and five. Yeah, um, but yeah, like I said, Pedro Pascal, Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby, Sue Storm. So, uh, if you're a Mission Impossible fan, you uh, recognize her. Also, uh, Napoleon. You know, and, and apparently the extended cut of Napoleon, which is still not going to come out on Apple, um, has more of her character. So, what? Um, hold then, on, it's not going to come out on Apple. The extended cut will eventually come out, but the, they're just doing the theatrical cut um, on March, whatever you said. Because so I was also thinking a about later that date for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. If I remember right, there's like an hour extended version. No, no, it's just it's very long. Oh, 
the whole movie is super. So cool. it was specifically they cut Napoleon. Nothing. Okay, never mind. Yes. Napoleon's the one where there's a four hour cut. That's and okay. The theatrical cut is like two hours and 40 minutes. So the extendo cut, let's just assume Christmas on Apple TV Plus. I have no idea. I mean, you'll have to wait for, for you, Vanessa Kirby fans. Um, no, I'm just got- a, a Joaquin Phoenix Napoleon <laughs> Ridley Scott fan. Yeah. Well, just wait. You'll get some, you'll get most of it. I've been waiting a long time. <laughs> um, and then we got uh, Eben Moss Bachrock. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce yeah, his full that's, name. That's as um, good as you're going to get. He's uh, from The Bear. Uh, you know, everyone's favorite character from girls. The Bear. Yeah, from girls and some other things. You, you can see his face. He's he's playing the thing. He's playing the rock guy. So uh, you won't see a lot of his face in this movie. He was movie, in John Adams. Wow, that's a long time ago. Well, yeah, he must been, have been working. His child version. <clears throat> yeah. or something? He was also he was he was pretty funny in the uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie from the summer. Uh, yeah, I think he only had a couple scenes, but I was like, hey, he's good. Oh, the one that yeah, was on he's Netflix. A flashback. Mm-hmm. I did see that movie. Yeah. Where she's like, gotta he's hang the, out with a little the kid. Tow, tow truck driver. Oh yeah, that was in the very beginning. Yeah. That's all pissed off because she like didn't call him back or like ghosted him or something. Uh, and then the last person is a person I'm not really familiar with, but I know he's, uh, I guess, a Netflix star, Joseph Quinn, playing uh, the Human Torch here uh, from Stranger Things. Yeah, I don't I believe know who is he his is. big thing. Yeah, so he's on the last season of Stranger yep. Things. Oh, I didn't see the last season. Yeah. Um, he doesn't look seen him in Les Miserables. But he's like one of those guys like, oh, that guy's going to be up and coming. And, you know, he's he was good in Stranger Things. So he looks like a halfway Shia LaBeouf. Someone else. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, right. he looks in Stranger Things. He's, he's an 80s guy who likes metal music, you know. I mean, I assume but. also this is now because the first Fantastic Four no one of above the age of, you know, teenager saw that movie. It wasn't for adults. It was for children. This one has got to go the way of these. They want everyone, you know, 99 and under to see, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, it's it's one of the more popular, like, comic book franchises. I never cared about it. It's like, oh, okay, a guy stretches. I'm not into that. You know, I like the guy from Street Fighter. You can stretch. Which one of them like, is going to turn into a rock? You know, that's, I mean, that's okay. I'm not opposed to that, but. That's all I remember. The other guy could get oh, stretchy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the girl can is Elastigirl, right? No, that's the Incredibles. <laughs> I know, but she's Elastigirl. She's invisible. No. What is a girl She's invisible. Do? She goes oh. invisible. Yeah, the Incredibles, I think, is like the same powers, but like different <clears throat> people have those powers. I don't know. So someone's there, really fast, someone's yeah. stretchy. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is The Incredibles is just better version of this. The Incredibles is phenomenal. <laughs> I love, I'll watch that any old time. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't announced Incredibles 3, you know, doing so many Saving sequels. It. Yeah. But. All right. Well, yeah, we'll uh, keep an eye on that. Um, we have some uh, Brad Taylor news uh, for Home Alone, Home Alone, Home Improvement fans. He can't stay out of the news. Yeah, I was thinking how crazy it is that he still gets into the news for a show that ended 25 years ago. Yeah, but more we're than still watching it, Andy. Um, well, some people are. Um, but yeah, Zachary Ty Bryan, the actor from Home Improvement, uh, arrested again for DUI. So Again, huh? Um, you said? I, he's arrested again. I can't remember what his other things. He has other crimes, but it's just clearly the guy's 
spiraling out of control. Who is he in Home Improvement? The oldest brother. Brad. Like yeah, the, the, old. the, the least fun one. He's like, oh, that guy's a dick. I don't like so him. he was also in uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> okay. Sounds like he's yeah. still doing it, huh? Yeah. But uh, I was thinking about like the fact that this still made news is like, this is not going to happen 25 years from now. No one's going to care about like a kid who was on Young Sheldon. If they get into well, drugs and stuff, but like the, the world has changed now. This yeah. that show was a phenomenon in, in its day. In 1995, like you one third channels. of all children watched yeah. the show. Yeah. So yeah, no one knows. There's 500 shows airing every hour of the day right now that are brand new. No one could keep up. But there were four back then. Um, but yeah, it just shows you. I mean. Maybe we'll see a thing. Remember Sean Weiss, Heavyweights to Heavy Meth? Look that episode up, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was able to turn it around after hitting rock bottom and going to jail and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And I, I saw a thing recently. He's, I think, like, as little as two, as many as four years sober now. So, maybe uh, When we this... covered that story, it was like eight years ago, so... Well, I don't think it was eight years ago because we talked. That's an episode of the podcast. I guess, but it's six. Let's say six years ago. Yeah. But he had to do his time, Andy. Yeah. Uh, But what I'm getting at is I I don't know how long ago it was, maybe two months ago, three months ago, maybe longer, Mm. who knows, but that he was doing his. He was in the news on the pod for the domestic violence charges, I think it was. Maybe this. You know what needs to happen? And it can't be Wilson because he passed away. Rest in peace. But Al Borland or or his dad, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, needs to just, hey, you're moving into my my uh, carriage house yeah. uh, up at Lake Shasta for uh, well, for six months. You're going to you train know, like, with a sensei and you're getting your act together. Now, here's something that's also very old, but like 20 years old. Uh, where's Dr. Drew and all this? You know, that was what he used to kidnap these people and put them in a house. And be like, all right, you're getting, you're getting sober. And then, you know, you got like one out of every five. Yeah, but I also don't think he was just like, come to my house on Saturday. Uh, well, we're, we're VH, VH1, VH1 was paying the bill, so you need to ask VH1. Yeah. Hire Dr. Drew and bring in uh, Brad Taylor. I mean, if he ever wants to play at UCLA, he's going to have to shape up. Was that what he wanted to do? That was his big soccer thing, and then he hurt his uh, knee. Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh yeah, I mean, it just shows you, no one even knows what the hell happened to Mark, and I suppose that's a good thing. He kind of wanted to get out of the, the spotlight. The middle child left the spotlight, mid-spotlight, to go to school, and now I think he does, like, production, but he's kind of, you know, off-camera. As a, a child, that can ruin you if you're not careful. Makes you want to... Be a little reluctant if you're a parent to get your kid into one of these things. No, at this point, it's all fine. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think a lot of weirdos still exist in Hollywood. Tony, am I right? Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, there's a story today also I saw about the Boy Meets World people talking about some pedophile that worked on the show. They're like, he was so nice. And then he was a pedophile. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. So, you didn't see that one? I, I would assume you follow all the Boy Meets World news, too. But I saw a thing about some lady picketing at Nickelodeon Studios, but I think it was like two years ago. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the one you're talking about. But, yeah, I mean, hopefully he can figure it out. I know, you know, I'm sure people are like, hey, Brad Taylor, like I'm doing. 
uh, but I'm not doing it in a derogatory term. You need to get past that. You're he's got to be what forty years old by now. I'm definitely more than that. You think so? He was like fourteen in 1991. All right, so he's 45. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just Figure it out. I wonder what the residuals are for him. Not that much. They probably play it a lot in like, uh, you know, Bosnia or something. Uzbekistan. Yeah. What do you get streaming residuals? Because he's on Hulu and Disney Plus. Yeah, that's part of the strikes. They don't know. It's a mystery. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully he uh, can figure it out. Do we know what the repercussions are for this latest charge? Uh, who cares? Come on. <laughs> Gives a shit. I'm just wondering, is he going to go to a halfway no, house or something? No, I did not look into the whole fucking story. <laughs> Sorry. Do I, didn't, you I didn't go to the city hall meeting and see what they're... Go to the courtroom. Is that how it works? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, city hall <laughs> meeting. Uh, what what Crime are we Brad Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I teased it earlier. Let's get into our movie preview draft. Let me pull up yes. my, my photograph to look at. So, well, first of all, I just want to kind of give uh, the background of what we're doing here. So, uh, I, I was curious about how do you, like, rank movies, trying to do, like, a numerical value on movies. Like, you know, there's box office and there's critical scores and stuff. What do you try to combine the two? Can you get, like, a, uh, an all-encompassing value on, on a movie if you're trying to, like, compete against, if you're trying to pick movies against each other? Um, so, I came up with this formula that is uh, the Metacritic score plus the box office divided by 10 million. So every 10 million dollars you get an extra point. So uh, so I ran it with uh, last year's movies and I think it's pretty fair. So like here like the, the top five, you got Barbie far and away number one. Um, Across the Spider-Verse number two, Oppenheimer three, Super Mario Brothers four, and Guardians of the Galaxy three is number five. Uh, and then you got the bottom five, you got The Flash, the Marvels, Transformers, Rise of the Beast, Aquaman 2, and Shazam 2. So I think it's a pretty good, you know, example of like here are like the top movies and here are the movies that were at the bottom. Um, and there's a bunch of movies in the middle. Um, but yeah, I also wanted to do a 2024 movie preview, like going over the, the schedule. Um, and I thought like, why don't we combine the two? And so I'm going to, we'll go over the schedule and then afterwards we'll, we'll pick five movies in a draft and then you know, and we're going to pick through movies released through August so we can actually go back and look before the end of the year and like actually get the score here that we're doing here. Metacritic score plus box office divided by 10 million and try to see, you know, how we do. So we're we're trying to predict not just how much money they're going to make, but like how good they are and kind of <clears throat> okay. balance them. Because I think some of these make a lot of money like Barbie, for example, because a lot of girls wanted to go see Barbie. Barbie is such a nostalgic thing for a lot of people all ages because Barbie's still popular for young women and then it's popular for women our age and stuff because that's what they played with as a child. You see, Barbie was the number one movie by far here because not only did it make a ton of money, it actually had a pretty good Metacritic score at at 80 compared to Super Mario made almost as much as Barbie Mm. but didn't get as as good of a score. Uh, But still... Super Mario Brothers, though, again, also a nostalgic type movie for all ages. So then you got stuff like, you're like, okay, Wonka... 66 Metacritic, solid, 210 million, pretty good. So right there in the middle. Um, but you want to stay away from some of these these superhero busts here, like the Marvels, uh, 85 million and uh, only a 50 score. Uh, pretty disappointing. But again, Shazam 2 was the was the ac- absolute bottom here. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. 
too bad for uh, Zachary Levi. But let's start with the uh, movie schedule. And I'm going to start here with the blockbusters, what I'm considering the blockbusters coming out. Um, and I do, maybe I'll save it for another week, actually. I have the others, some other movies on the schedule that I don't think, they're not worth drafting. So I would how say. many are we picking? Five, five each. Okay. So on my list, I think I have like 25 or something. It's going to be hard because I don't know what half of these 30. movies even are. All right, well, that's why we're going to go through them, you know? And then you'll, then you'll get yeah, a little I mean, bit of I don't either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, here's, here's the schedule of the big movies uh, starting March 1st. So just, uh, you know, 10 days away or so. Dune Part 2 finally coming out. Uh, it was delayed out of 2023. Uh, but yeah, coming March 1st. The next week, March 8th, Kung Fu Panda 4, which I was surprised they made this many sequels to Kung Fu Panda. I don't know if it was a two or a three. Yeah, I saw the first Kung Fu Panda. Definitely did not see any other ones. That came um, out when we were kids, right? No, it came out um, when I was in college because I remember watching it. Uh, I feel like I remember like, watching that at my parents' house, which would have been and when maybe, I was a kid. Maybe you're thinking of something different. No, because that's pandas, the skadoosh, Jack right? Black. Yeah, Jack Black's a panda. So at Kung the Kung. latest, it was on HBO in 2009. All right, there you go. Um, you want to keep keep going or you want to talk about Kung Fu Panda more? <laughs> uh, I, I'm done <laughs> with Kung Fu Panda. March 22nd, you've got Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. So that's, that's coming on us pretty quick. Um, March 29th, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. There are a lot of ads for this during the All-Star game. Uh, I think a little like because they're same company made, made these movies. Uh, April's a really weird month. Not a lot. There's a lot of like smaller stuff, horror stuff, but I, that I didn't put on the list. But um, I've got April 19th, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. This is the Guy Ritchie war movie. I don't know if this will be a big hit, but I, I put it on the list. Um and then we get some bigger stuff coming. May 3rd, The Fall Guy. This is uh, Emily Blunt and uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, where he plays a stuntman who has to actually do like uh, some act- actual action and save someone's life. Um, be a, an action comedy. Uh, May 10th, you got Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, May 17th, you got If. This is John Krasinski's uh, kids movie with like uh, the imaginary friends that come to life. Steve Carell. Doing a voice, so you got you know Jim and uh, Michael Scott teaming up again. Uh, May twenty fourth, you got two very different movies. You got Furiosa, a Mad Max saga, so the prequel to Mad Max Fury Road, uh, starring Anya Taylor Joy and uh, Chris Hemsworth, and then yeah, the Garfield movie, also on May twenty fourth. Who's Garfield these days? Chris is it, Pratt. It is Chris Pratt. So he's he's a big big hit here. You know he's doing he likes doing voices. Um, I'm a fan of the Garfield character. It always spoke to me. Like I had a fat orange cat growing up. Well, so who like, doesn't like love Garfield. lasagna? Yeah. So it's he's, he's going to eat lasagna in this film, I'm sure. Um, so that'll be out for the kids. Uh, June 7th, you got Ballerina. This is uh, Anna de Armas in a John Wick universe movie uh, playing a, a ballerina who can also beat people up. You know, that's something that John Wick, you could see in the John Wick universe, right? Um, so they, they're trying to expand that out as uh, we don't know if there'll be a John Wick 5, but they could still make John Wick universe stuff. Uh, June 14th also has a couple big releases. You got Inside Out 2, um, the sequel to the first Inside Out came out like 10 years ago. Good voice cast with all the, the emotions that uh, have, you know, people, characters behind them. Uh, you know, Pixar, they got to go back and make sequels. Uh, and then also on June 14th, you got Bad Boys 4, which we have not had a trailer for this yet. I'm a little concerned. Like, I don't know what's going on there. 
Uh, maybe they want to hide Will Smith here. Still probably not the biggest uh, name right now. I think he's still got to rehab a little bit, his image. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're making Bad Boys 4. I mean, Bad Boys 3 was the highest grossing movie of 2020. So why not make Bad Boys 4? Um, of course, there wasn't much of a box office in 2020. Uh, June 28th, you got A Quiet Place Day 1. Uh, you probably saw that trailer during the Super Bowl. The prequel for A Quiet Place taking place on day one, as the title says. Uh, also on June 28th, you got Horizon and American Saga. Huge. So this is Kevin Costner's uh, project. First movies directing in a very long time. Uh, big giant Western. This is part one. There's a part two coming later. I got it on the schedule here. Um, but yeah, this is like, this is his, I don't know. I don't want to say his last project, but like this is, this is his career's career achievement. I'd say He's, this is what it's all been building up to. Yeah. Um, July 3rd, we got the despicable me four. So more minions in your life. Never seen one of these movies ever in my life, but they're, they, they're big. They make money. Uh, July 19th, we got twisters. This is also another trailer during the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not sure. I, I hope it's good. I, I like environmental action movies. If that's a genre. I watch that uh, with a, a fine tooth comb. Yeah. Uh, July 26th, you got Deadpool three. Uh, I think we all know what Deadpool is. Uh, August 9th, you got Borderlands. This is a video game adaptation. One of my favorite video game series, but uh, I don't know, kind of controversial video game series. This was a Eli Roth, the uh, the horror man, was directing this movie. But he did not finish it, is, is the reporting here. Uh, but this has got Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Kate Blanchett, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's like a stacked cast, but kind of like all the behind-the-scenes stuff says it's like a disaster um, behind the scenes. So. so Jack Black is in two of these movies. Yeah, Jack Black's doing a voice in this movie. But Kevin Hart is kind of... The funny thing is, if you look up who the... the Kevin Hart is playing like the big, strong action hero in this movie. Um, at least that character in the video game is like the, the Marine character. And it's like... Okay, that's supposed to be funny. Kevin Hart's, you know, five foot one. That's his humor, Andy. Guy. Yeah. So I, I don't know if this will be good, but you know, I like I like the video games. Um, but I'm sure they spent money on this. Uh, August 16th, you got Alien Romulus. So the, the next Alien movie. Uh, this is from uh, Fede Alvarez, who uh, is a horror filmmaker for the most part. Did uh, Evil Dead from 2013, and also did uh, uh, Don't Breathe, the one where like they try to rob the blind guy. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. Like, oh. They go into his house. He's a blind guy. And then he oh, just yeah. shuts the power off. And like, now you're <clears throat> Sounds in my world. Uh, also on he August 16th. Born in the dark. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> also on August 16th, he got Horizon Chapter 2. So that's you can finally That's the way it's it supposed to be done. Later. Mission Impossible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then August 30th, he got Craven the Hunter. Uh, so this, Madam Web came out this week. Did not do well. I don't know if any of these Spider-Man spinoff movies will ever do well. But The main lady um, is like, I'm not going to see this movie. Yeah, so yeah. that kind of goes badly for your movie. So this you one at least you're has, never going to see it. Yeah, this one's got uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Russell Crowe, and it's got a real director um, who's, who's making this one. So maybe this one will be better. And uh, so for our, our draft purposes... I'm going to say we're only going to draft movies until then because we want to we want to get box office numbers and everything. But there's still some big movies coming out after that. Um, the next week, we got Beetlejuice 2, September 6th. Uh, very much looking forward to that. And then we got uh, October 4th, uh, Joker Fully Ado, the sequel. Whoa. Uh, with Lady Gaga. So uh, I'm sure that'll be interesting, whether it'll be good or not. 
Uh, November 8th, Venom 3, so more Spider-Man related stuff. Uh, November 22nd, Gladiator 2. And then on November 27th, we've got Wicked Part 1 and Moana 2. So, and here you Same Disney day, fans. huh? Yeah. That's I mean, a... both, both musicals, I guess. Right? Double header for the kids. <laughs> I got a lot of people that like Moana. Yeah. No, it's popular. I never watched it. I know. I've never seen it either, but I know a lot um, of people. The whole thing is highly the Lin-Manuel Miranda did the music in the first one, not doing the music in the second one. So, um, that'll be a hit, I'd assume. And then December 20th. So, again, we don't have the whole schedule for the end of the year as well. So, that's why I don't want to pick anything from here. Uh, two two movies here. We got Mufasa, The Lion King. This is a prequel uh, about young Mufasa. Sounds like a bad idea, but Lion King, <laughs> Lion King sells, you know. People like Lion King. Um, and also, but you know what's interesting about that? I feel like is uh, with a young Mufasa, you got to have a young Scar. I think so. Um, I did. I should look at the casting of because Kevin. that's know you know you're going to be that's they were bro- uh, sure yeah. brothers, right? We got to see how he gets the Scar. Let's see. Do they have a cast here? Yeah, Scar, Kelvin uh, Harrison Jr. Okay, I saw Seth Rogen. So Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner are returning as Timon and Pumbaa, according to this uh, IMDb here. Were they Timon and Pumbaa in the original? In the the original. Of the Remake? live action, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the other weird thing is, this is directed by, okay, uh, Barry Jenkins, who is like Oscar-type director, <laughs> like not a kid's movie. Getting a paycheck here, I, I'm sure. But, um, yeah, so these two voice actors, uh, I don't know them. Uh, I'm sorry to say that. I think, oh, I think oh, this that guy. guy looks like a Rafiki. This guy must be the original Rafiki. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, I bet he is. That looks like yeah. somebody that would play That's the original cool. Rafiki. Oh, he's Captain America, or not Captain America. God. Yeah, no, Black, Dino- Black Panther, <laughs> Black American, Black Panther. You almost said Blacked in America. <laughs> okay, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to go back and listen. Uh, he's Black you're, Panther's dad. You're getting yeah, close. I'm getting, I'm getting some, oh, uh, you know, breakup on this one, so I missed it. Uh, oh, man, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too bad. You'll have to listen to it in the best of 2024. So, uh, no, it does not look like he was the original Rafiki, but okay. he must have been. Oh, in, 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 in the original. Yeah, maybe that guy died, you know? I, I imagine he probably did. Yeah. But where, yeah, where were we? Oh, yeah, okay. Mufasa, Lion King, and then the last thing we have on here, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 coming yeah, to Okay, the original Rafiki did die in October 24th, 2017. Right. Robert Gilliam, me. Okay. 89 when he died. Yeah, that's pretty good. Good performance, you know, one of, one of my favorites. Prostate cancer. Prostate cancer is going to get yeah. you at any age, let alone 89. He also was in Star Trek. I Tuvok. In what? Tuvok. He played Tuvok. Oh, okay. I'm not a Star Trekker. I'm sorry. I'm not either. You would think I would be, but I'm not. Not smart enough. <clears throat> now, Okay. You got now. You know what all those movies are, and you got that list right, Sean. You still got that list? Yes, I have it. All right, so we're ready to to draft. So, um, who's going to go number one? How, how do we? I was going to say, how do we decide? I, don't know, I think that? last time we just did a rock paper scissors between. Yeah, this is going to be a challenge. I think. Let's say Sean goes second, and then one of us goes first. Okay, so rock paper scissors. Yeah. All right, we're doing a live rock paper scissors. Here we go. Oh. Rock paper scissors. All right, I beat okay. him. Ooh. So you get the what's number the one. scariest movie on here? I'm just kidding. All right, number one pick here, huh? So it's like, what's going to be the big movie? And here? we're just going until August 30th? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, no. 
I don't like this pressure, to be honest. You want to go through? You want to trade your pick for a yeah, future first round? Yeah, yeah next give, year. Me, give me the future versus the first round pick next time we play a game like this. Oh, my goodness. I mean, like like Sean said, it doesn't help that I don't know really what a lot of these are. But you know what? I'll just go with, oh, no. You know, I will go with, uh, I'm stuck between like two right now, I think. Maybe three. No, probably two. All right. I'm just going to go with, uh, oh, God, I just, I hate the number one because I feel like I'm just not knowledgeable enough that I feel like I'm going to pick something. It's, it's random. No one, no one would have picked Barbie last year. So, so it's random. Late. All right, I'll just go with uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. It just feels like that's people like them. So that'll be me. So, Andy, mind you, I'm not going to be able to cross these off of my list. I know. I will uh, tell you if things are taken. Okay. It happens in my dad's fantasy football league, too. People <laughs> yeah. say the same stuff all the time when we do the live draft. So don't yep. be. We'll just make a joke and be like, he was taken two rounds ago. Yeah, perfect. Uh, all right, for mine, I'll start with... Dune 2. I saw a thing today. Dune 1 went back into theaters and it pulled in another $30 million. Yeah. So this movie's not for me. I didn't finish the first one, uh, but people sure love it. So I'm I'm sure people are already in line for it. Friend of mine that uh, they were saying they wanted to go see that, but I never saw the first Dune. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't like that Andy's got the. Back to back picks but here, three and four. You'll get you'll get back to backs too. Well, he also yeah, has the insider info. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. I mean, Dune Dune Part Two has already been seen by critics, no reviews, but like the early reactions are like, yeah, it's very good. So, damn it, I, I that was the one pick. I was between too. It was a solid pick. Um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with two. Move, I'm gonna go back to back here. I'm taking Deadpool three. Oh, which even though it's rated R, I still think Ooh, it'll do well. I like that. And then I'm taking Despicable Me 4 because people like those minions, you know? Yeah. Probably smart. I was literally just looking at that. But I guess I'll get two in a row at some point. All right, yeah. Sean, I guess it's back to you. Um, let's do Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I'm rearranging. <clears throat> All right. And now it's on to Tony for two of them. All right, I'll take two here. Give me, I'll, I'll do a quiet place day one. It feels like people enjoy that series of stuff. And uh, I mean, I'm stuck again between two here because I think children are trending right now. Children like bad <laughs> movies and people will take their kids to go see bad movies. And you know what? If if there's been three, fuck it, I'll do Kung Fu Panda four because I feel like if there's been three and now there's a four, yeah. Or I mean, that means they must have liked him to keep him bring coming back. And I mean, Jack Black was in the Mario movie. I think kids probably <laughs> like him. Yeah, no, do anything. Yeah. There's something going on about these Kung Fu movies. All right. So I guess it's back to Sean here. Yeah, Sean. All right, uh, sign me up for Twister. Now it's important that it's called Twisters. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's important. They 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 need you need to know that. Twisters. Yeah, cuz there's two of them, you know. <laughs> okay. So on to me for two more. Uh 
I'm going to take these two on the same day. Inside Out 2 and Bad Boys 4. Whoa. So we're getting to the end here. All right, Sean, up to you again. Hmm, I'm trying to even remember what all is left. Um, you want me to list them again? No, because I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> uh, did we do Mad Max? No. no. Okay, so that's open. And this is pick... I, I can tell you what's open still. Is this pick three or four? This is four. This is your fourth pick. Fourth. We're, we're heading into the end here. Let's do Mad Max. Um, I think people love this. Again, another movie I didn't finish. I, I don't like... I get a science infection, I feel like, just watching these movies. Um, but people sure love them. Is, uh, is Bane in it? No, this is a prequel. So it's Anya Taylor-Joy playing the Charlize Theron character. So, okay, well, yeah. people like her. All right. Mad yeah. Max is not in the movie, in the Mad Max movie, but, you know, that's fine. Shit, dude. Okay. <clears throat> you got two to, to close yeah. this. I'll go with If, only because I think so many people like John Krasinski and stuff. Did that- you did you guys see the uh, the ad they did for it? No idea what this is. Oh, I thought it was... They, they capitalized on internet stuff. So they did, a, they did a promotion where it's Ryan Reynolds is the star of this movie. And they're sitting down with Ryan Reynolds and the director of the movie, John Krasinski. And instead of John Krasinski there, they had Randall Park. Oh, oh my god! I no, did no, like, see this. From The Office, yes. that episode. That's a fucking, that's I awesome. I did see that. All right. And then, whew, I will finish with, it's going to be. It's, it's at the end here, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to be confident in any of these movies here. Yeah, I know. I'm just going to go with. Ghostbusters, I guess. I think, like, it's going to probably be awful, but at least I know it's got some of the, like, it's got Bill Murray. Yeah, it's got all those guys in it. Maybe people still go and see Ghostbusters because it's like, it's yeah. Ghostbusters. It, it's hard to tell because the, the last one um, was during the pandemic, so I don't know if it was a hit or not. Yeah. It was, like, hard to tell. Maybe people still want to see it. I don't know. All right, Sean, you want me to tell you what's left here? So, yes, please. All right, so you got the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. You've got The Fall Guy. You got the Garfield movie, you got Ballerina, you got Horizon Part 1 and 2, Borderlands, Alien Romulus, and Craven the Hunter. I'm going to do Ballerina. All right. All right. So I have my last pick here. I think most of these movies are going to be bad. Like, I think Horizon will be good, but it won't make that much money. I think the rest yeah, of these movies no, will be bad. People aren't going to see that. I'm going to see uh, it. But. Yeah. Uh, like, like, kids will be like, I'll watch the Garfield. Maybe Garfield is only popular That's for like the I 80s. Was, I was debating between Garfield and Ghostbusters, to be honest. I think I'll do the Fall Guy because it's like going to be, I think it'll be okay. So that's... I mean, Gosling's hot. He was Ken, you know? People like Settle that. Settle down, Andy. <laughs> it's just a statement of fact. Yeah, people do like Gosling. All right. They love those cupcakes like McAdams love Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got yeah, we got our list. I think we got different types of movies, and yeah, that's we're fun. gonna have to come back to that, I guess, in August September time. Yeah, I mean, we could see like, like Dune gets a hundred. It gets a hundred yeah. on Metacritic tomorrow. I'm like, all right. Yeah, um, I don't think any movie's ever gotten a hundred. Yeah. Um, hold on. Was I understanding that game correctly? Uh, I was going for the biggest box office. No, I explained it before. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, remember? Okay. It's the combination. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That, uh, <laughs> Biggest box enough. office mixed with medic <laughs> yeah. score to the formula that Andy put together. Yeah. Good enough. So that's why you don't want to take like if Garfield gets like a 12 because it's so bad, it might really hurt you there. So. Yeah. All right. Well, fun game, Andy. I, I look forward to seeing the results there. Yeah. Um, yeah, are we going to up- wait till August to update, or are we going to go... Well, like, we can check in like on it. Progress, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, some, what's the latest movie we took? We didn't because take any August movies. I, got, yeah. I just realized I got three of my five are in March. <laughs> All right, yeah, we, you could get a big lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cash in. I will be... Yeah, I will be... Um, well, I guess I'll be done by June, but... Yeah. Well, Andy, on the other hand, has got all his, his got a couple in July there. Yeah. Like Deadpool 3 will still be making money in September, most likely. So, um, all right. Well, that was fun. Yep. Yeah, that yep. was fun. A unique game. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works with your dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is... T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, um... I have, I think, one at most. I, I talked about it last week, but I finished it. I think I had two episodes, three episodes le- uh, left by uh, since last week. I've got uh, two. Well, like one and a half, two. All right, I got three. All right. Well, I guess Andy can start us off here. Yeah, lead All us right, off. Per usual. So, you know, I don't love Netflix, but there are some things that are neat about Netflix. So, uh one of the categories they had on there was like 70s movies. And like, I haven't seen too many 70s movies. I've seen a lot of movies, but I think I have more knowledge of the 80s. So, uh, Deer Hunter. I wa- yeah, I watched a couple 70s movies on here, and they're, they're both, I think, uh, Tony movies to an extent. And neither are horror either. Ooh. I think they're, they're things that are interesting him. So I'm going to start with the first one here. It's called uh, The Parallax View, uh, starring Warren Beatty. And in this, he's a, a reporter. He witnesses the assassination of a uh, presidential candidate. And then it cuts to like three years later, and one of the other people that's witnessed it um, is like, "Have do you fear for your life? Because like four or you know these people who all that were with us that day are have now been are now dead." And he's like, "No, they all died of of legitimate causes. You know, it was only four of them too." And she's like, "No, it's been six people. Like six out of thirteen people that were in this room are now dead." And so he's like, "No, oh, it's still fine." And then like a week later. That girl ends up dead of a drug overdose, and he's like, oh, shit. So he goes to try to investigate, like, what's going on? Is there, like, a secret organization that actually uh, set this whole thing up, and now they're knocking off any potential witnesses and stuff? So it's a it's a very 70s thriller. You know, the government is is bad. You know, Nixon is bad, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Andy, this stars what? Mr. Feeney and... Ah, uh, yes, yes. And Wilson... I didn't know Wilson was in it. Well, you've never seen his face. That's true. That's very true. Um, but yeah, when I was getting to like the the cast there, like so he's the, Mr. Feeney's the guy who kind of like figures it out. He's like, no, people are trying to get me, and I'm always on the run. 
And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I knew he was in movies and stuff. But, you know, he doesn't look like that, and he's not playing a principal. So, um, but yeah, very, very fun, quick movie, like an hour and forty. You know, they made them, they made them quick back then because uh, they didn't have enough film. You know, and it was a lot, a lot of money to caught to yeah. film stuff. So uh, I enjoyed that that one very much um, on Netflix, the Parallax View. Um, someone else want to go? Oh uh, yeah, I'll knock one out. So I uh, only because I only watched a little bit of it, but I'd say I got like three quarters full through it. But I uh, watched Jeepers Creepers too. Oh, yeah. So obviously, no, we're here in February. Perfect time to watch horror movies. <laughs> no, but uh, now I was just uh, last night. I got home and I was throwing on Amazon Prime, and I saw it, and I was like, "Why not?" Because I was like, you know, I never saw that one because I remember like you know the the cover of like him like as the scarecrow and whatnot, and then it's. The school bus, the whole school bus situation. So I was watching a little bit of that. And yeah, I think I got like three quarters through. I don't even remember. But I think I, I turned it off with like, I don't even. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how much was left. Maybe like a half hour. But I mean, it seemed, you know, entertaining. I mean, I know those Jeepers Creepers ones. You know, a lot of people liked them for horror movies. They were always like pretty Well, we watched well that first done. one last year or something. Yeah, I think anything that's always like on a rant, rural, rural open road or whatever. Like some state in the middle of the country is always scary. I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre made that a a thing. But yeah, so that was uh, that was that one. All right, want me to do another one? Yeah, do one more, yeah. and then we can let Sean All right. go. My second seventies movie uh, is called California Split, and uh, it stars um, Elliot Gould and uh, George Siegel uh, as. Uh, gamblers like gambling addicts um elliot gould's more more veteran is just kind of like a fun guy and he's getting the other guy more into it and it's they gamble on everything you know they meet at they meet at a poker tournament then they start you know they do some sports they go to the track uh and you know eventually they do more cards more more tournaments and stuff and just kind of you know this this guy who's more of a degenerate kind of like really interfering in the life and this other guy is just bringing him further into this uh gambling and addiction um, but yeah, it was, it was very good. I think, um, I went and did some research on the movie, you know, afterwards, which just means reading the Wikipedia page. But, um, the, the writer of the movie was like gambling had never been done right uh, in movies. Like it was always like, you know, James Bond playing cards or something. And it's like, no, no, this is what gambling is really like. It's, it's an addiction. It's, it's ugly. Um, and it's just kind of like, you know, really grimy people involved in it. Um, and so he's like, I wanted to make that movie. Um, so he wrote it in the early seventies and, uh, the original director attached was a, a young man named, uh, Steven Spielberg who had not yet directed a film. I mm. um, was looking for to make his first film and, uh, they got delayed and he had to, he had to drop out and he eventually made, uh, uh was the, whatever his first movie was called. I don't but he was that. so pleased with Jeff Goldblum's performance. Um, he put him in. Sure. That threw me. Jeff Goldblum is like a teenager and it was one scene. I was like, Oh shit, that's Jeff Goldblum. Um, it's like you forget that he's he's in he's old. Um, he's been around for a while, um, but um, yeah, it is very much uh, mm. in in the weeds of gambling. Um, I know people have said that the uh, uh, Mississippi Grind is like basically a remake of this movie. It's basically the same thing of just you know two guys That's, two guys meet two gamblers. Uh, another meet one they, too is that one movie with the the guy from New Girl, Jake Johnson or whatever his name yeah. is, and like he's in one of those little Netflix movies where it's a similar thing where it's like it is more of like the that side of it where he's got the gambling problem, and then it's like 
the whole guy, like, you know, there's like his buddy's going to jail and has to hide like, you know, hundred thousand dollars in his house. And it's basically like, or like a suitcase is like, don't open it up, but he sees all the money. And then of course it makes him want to use it to gamble. And like, you know, yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's uh, those are definitely like the more sides of it. Like what you said, like when you instead of you seen James Bond where they're sitting there at the poker table and it's like, he's sitting with quad yeah. aces when this guy's sitting with a straight flush or something, or like uh, a flush or something, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Sounds good though. Sounds interesting. I mean, that's something I would be definitely interested like the, in. Like the opening scene is them at the tournament and there's just a whole fight over like when they're dealing the cards and the card goes off the table and they're like, the card hit the ground. He's like, the card didn't hit the ground. I caught it before it went off the table. If no. it hits the ground, you got to burn the card. But if you catch it and they're just like arguing What's, over that uh, shit. Like, what did you watch this on again? Netflix? Netflix. Right. Yeah. And it's definitely, you know, it, it's fun. <laughs> Listening to old sports sometimes, especially, um, you know, it's like the Lakers. And it's like, no, nah, the Lakers, you're not going to lose three in a row. It's like they've lost four in a row already. I'm like, no, nah, the Suns don't got it. I'm like, I'm thinking like the Suns in 1973 or whatever. <laughs> like, who's even on these teams? But just like, and yeah, the inside information. We got to be a different era back then. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, no, nah, Will, Will Street's hurt. He's not playing. He's not playing. Like, no, that's oh, what they you used know always, for sure. That's what they used like, to always talk about. It's like that back then it's like information was so hard to get about like injuries and even weather and stuff like that. But like, especially injuries like nowadays, it's like everybody, everybody knows who's hurt and who's not. So yeah. yeah. yeah pretty good. <clears throat> All right, Sean, you want to give us what you yeah, were watching? I'll be, I'll be quick. Uh, like I said, I think I was halfway through or so last week. I finished the uh, six episode mini series on Netflix Sofia Vergara is Griselda. This is based on a true story of the uh, the only person Pablo Escobar said he was afraid of. Uh, she flees uh, Colombia to Miami and uh, quickly falls into her old ways of uh, selling cocaine and uh, basically made it a rich person drug over there. She got, you know, the aerobic instructors, the bartenders at the country club, the you know all those people to be dealers, uh, and introduced it to the to the wealthy folk. And um, the f- second half of the show, you know, she's she's hit it big. She has you know the empire, and she's starting to get very paranoid. And one of the episodes, I think it was episode five. It felt like a a condensed uh, version of uh, Uncut Gems. It was super uncomfortable, and that was their intention. She is. I, I was thinking, did she have? Uh, was she trying to make sauce while her brother in a wheelchair was yeah. at the house? And so I was thinking of. <laughs> is that from Modern Family? Good, Goodfellas. Oh, the end of Goodfellas. Because she has a sauce in Modern Family, okay. but I don't remember a brother in a wheelchair. No, Ray Liotta's losing yeah. it. He's got the helicopter following. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, so like her husband is having his birthday party. She gets him a golden Uzi because that's what you do when you're in the biz. <laughs> and, You've never had one for your birthday, Sean? Yeah. Uh, Actually, uh, never mind. And, well, she starts smoking uh, crack. And just losing it. And like I said, it's just a super uncomfortable episode. And the whole time, like before that, you're like, yeah, you know, you're all, like Scarface. You're rooting for, for Al Pacino. It's the same kind of thing, just like most of these movies. She ends up having to flee Miami. 
And uh, funny, and I guess this is the true story. She goes to uh, Long Beach, and what was super funny is they're they're filming. This whole thing was filmed in Long Beach and and around L.A. I've been to a building for work right next door to where they allegedly were held up. It's not next door to it is not you know a, a dive motel. Uh, but I was like, holy shit! Like I've been to this building next door. Uh, so that was kind of fun, but uh. Yeah, it, it, you know, showcases the end of the story, if you will. I don't want to give much away. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a solid six episodes. So it's six hours. It's, it's pretty quick. Most people probably weren't aware of this lady unless you were alive in the seventies, um, or just followed the news throughout the eighties and whatnot. Definitely worth watching. Uh, well done. Interesting. Um, and solid little miniseries. Said she was caught in Irvine. Oh shit! So that then then doesn't follow the the show because she she's caught in the motel in Long Beach. Uh, they don't have motels in Irvine. It'd be illegal. Yeah, Spoiler it says right alert. here on the How did Griselda get caught? It says Griselda Blanco was caught in Irvine, California, on February seventeenth, which was just a couple days ago. Yeah. 1985, after she was tracked by DEA agents for about 10 years. So, in the show, and I don't want to give it away, but there's a reason. That's hard to give it away when it's true. (laughs) But (laughs) in the show, it's different. Uh, That's not how it happens. Um, So, I'll just leave it at that. People are are catching up to her, and so she has a a choice to make. Um, But also, what I read, the youngest son... Which she named him Michael Corleone. Oh, I thought you said uh, Michelangelo. Yeah, it was close. This is the second <laughs> option. But uh, he is suing the uh, showrunners. Oh, they all do. <laughs> because he said this was not approved. This was part of a book that he yeah. you know, did this interview and, and he didn't get any any payout for well, this he, story being in a He in was show pissed because he knows she was caught in Irvine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like, my mother would never be caught in a Long Beach motel. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, like I said, very good. Check it out. Um, yeah, it actually, it sounds interesting. Honestly, you know what's funny is I don't even know if I have Netflix anymore because the last couple of times I've tried to log in, it was like, oh, uh, it's the whole like... Crack down. Yeah, yeah the, you're not part of this household or whatever, oh, and yeah. yada, yada. And then uh, Thursday night, we had a couple people over and we were watching Netflix. And I was like, how did they do it? Like, I'm so confused. Interesting. Yeah, I have the the ad version for like six bucks, but I might have to upgrade because I want to watch Peaky Blinders and you can't. Ooh. Yeah, they lock stuff away. Yeah. They lock all the stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, Andy, you want me to go next? And then yeah. you finish this off? So mine will be a little pretty quick too because it's obviously, you know, it's, it was another documentary I watched on uh, Amazon Prime, which I watched this on Friday night. And it's, um, again, I, I'm, I like watching the, I've always, you know, serial killer stuff, mass, like mass shooting stuff. That stuff just is always, I don't know, not, doesn't fascinate me in a good way. I'm just saying it's like, uh, it's interesting to see what drives these people. And so I watched the, a little documentary on Amazon with, uh, called the Columbine, the inside the killer's mind. So it was more so on the, on the side of, you know, people that were good, that were not, I wouldn't say good friends, but friends with the two killers. And obviously I know like some people don't like stuff like this because they don't like the killers being glorified. Like it's one of those things where 13 people were killed and I couldn't tell you any of their names, but I can tell you that these two killers names were Dylan and Evan. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know that stuff that 
upsets people. But it, it is interesting to see what what drives somebody to go this dark because it's like not only did they kill all these, you know, some innocent classmates, is then they took their own lives too. Like they went in there like at 17, 18 years old, completely being okay with dying that day. And it's like, but they were um definitely from what I could tell from this documentary, they were, you know, big time like losers. People, you know, didn't they didn't really have many friends and stuff like that and all this whatever, blah, blah. But what's kind of crazy is that you know, I feel like you hear this all the time with after these shootings happen is that they actually had a bigger plan that would have made like hundreds more people die. And I guess the whole thing was they actually had like bombs in a, you know, you know, some sort of bombs in like their ba- in like these bags in the cafeteria that if the, the plan was to have those go off and then everybody would have ran outside and then they would have been out there waiting and they had, you know, a sawed off shotgun and an Uzi or something like that. And so they would have, you know, done what they could have but then i guess it didn't go as planned so then they had to go in there themselves and then i know it's you know it's it's really it's you know it's obviously super sad but it's you know they one of the teachers that survived that was in the library because the library is where the most damage was done because they went into the library and i think it was like eight or ten people they killed in the library and only 13 ended up dying so like you know like a big percentage of them was in the library and the teacher was in there too and she was hiding and she does, she's still alive because she didn't get caught, but she described about how like she was under the desk and they went right over there and grabbed a chair and threw it on top of like the table there. And, you know, whether they knew she was there or not, like she said, she still doesn't know. And but she was saying the stuff she would hear about, like the stuff they were saying to these kids before they were killing them at like point blank range was just gnarly and stuff. So it's it's nuts that, you know, people get to that that's dark of a place where you kill your you know classmates and then you take your own life right afterwards so pretty gnarly obviously columbine is going on uh i believe this will be the 25th year anniversary of uh, uh in a couple months here uh, april 20th 1999 was when it happened i know that was like the one of the first big if not the first like pretty big school shooting i know so pretty gnarly you know i remember you know you remember as a kid even like hearing about when that happened because i feel like you know people hadn't really heard of school shootings before and then obviously they've just uh kept uh kept on going but uh yeah really terrible stuff but uh yeah pretty just i think it's just wild to think like what drives somebody to get into that like i said like that dark of a place where they resort to that and go in there knowing that they don't even try to, they don't even care to like do something like that and escape. It's like, they know they're going to take their own life right afterwards. And they're like, okay with it. It's just pretty wild. But uh, yeah, that was what I uh, threw on, on uh, Amazon prime on uh, this past Friday evening. Yeah. Fun Friday night watch. <laughs> yeah. It's only 50 minutes. So it was an easy quick yeah. watch, but uh Yeah. All right, well, I will finish this off with a uh, new release in theaters, which I I haven't gone to movies very much uh, this year because it's been a horrible slate of movies for the most part, uh, including what I I watched here. Um, So I think I'm waiting for Dune 2 will be the big (laughs) real release here. Um, But I saw Argyle uh, this past week. And, uh, you know, when this movie first had previews, I was like, maybe this will be good. It has a really good cast. Um, like a bunch of people in there. It's Henry Cavill and John Cena um, are in a lot of the trailer. They're not in a lot of the movie. But you also got uh, Sam Rockwell, who's still very good. Uh, Brian Cranston, you got Catherine O'Hara, Sam Jackson. A lot of people in this movie. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard, the main character, 
She plays a spy author. Um, and then Sam Rockwell finds her and is like, hey, the stuff you're writing is actually like really accurate. And now all the real life spy agencies want to kill you. So I'm going to protect you. And they go off on uh, an adventure. And uh, it has a million twists that are dumb and bad. And uh, the movie just gets really weird. I don't, I'm not going to say it's the worst movie I've seen, but it's just like the choices in it don't make sense. It's not, it's never supposed to be realistic, but then it's like too dumb even for the world they set up. Um, and so this is from Matthew Vaughn, who's made a lot of good movies, um, but also made some bad stuff like Kingsman 2 was really bad. And I mean, I like Kingsman 1 a lot and that's kind of the, the, the best version of this, like a silly tone, but still good. Um, the King's Man I thought was good-ish. Not not great, but better than Kingsman 2. But he's just kind of been stuck making these types of movies. And yeah, this is definitely uh, worse than any of those. And just, I, I don't know. Like, in, I mean, a lot of the story has been how Apple paid $200 million for this movie. Um, it didn't cost $200 million to make. They bought it for $200 million. Um, but it was still an expensive movie. And it's made like no money because it just got bad reviews immediately. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing when they're trying to make these movies. Like... You put the script down. Was it, is it better than this? Or where does it go wrong? How do you convince people to make this movie? So, I mean, I wish I wish Sam Rockwell was in better projects. He was too good for this one. All right. Yeah. So that's Argyle. It'll be on Apple Plus eventually. No no reason to go out and see it in the, in the movie theater. Yeah, it looked like a five. Yeah, I mean, I, I think four is, is maybe where, oh. where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a five when you watch it at home. You had to go somewhere. Well, no, I, I mean, I'm not paying for it, so I enjoy it. Still, the, you the had to get up, there. put shoes on, and, and oh. go. So, I like to get out of the house. If just at home, you're like, yeah, fine. I was, eat, I was eating goldfish. And well, if I, if I was watching this phone. at home, I would go, yeah, I would go immediately into the phone and stop paying attention. That's that's the problem. Hmm. Alrighty. Also, John Cena should be in better movies. I, I really enjoyed John Cena's comedy. Um, but he's been in a lot of like shit too. And he so. was solid in Daddy's Home too. <laughs> okay, you're always gonna bring it up. Well, that's his best movie. It's that that's and the not, Marine. I, I think. I mean, I watched Blockers recently. That's a really good one. Yeah, uh, I, I like the the Suicide Squad. I think, I think Never great. saw it. Well, he's great. Yeah. Was that all the films? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for episode 364 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Yep, thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. We'll see you later.